0: Hi guys. Welcome to today's episode of Global Fierce Talks. Thank you all for sticking with the podcast and, you know, for coming back to listen to the episodes. So today, we're talking about something very um sad. I find it very sad and it's the topic of um um sexual violence in conflict. And if you're following us on Instagram, you see that on the 19th of June, we made a post on our Instagram page talking about um, sexual violence in conflict, armed conflict, and you know, putting out that it's the day that um, the United Nations has declared internationally as international day for elimination of sexual violence in conflict. So that is just to to create awareness that this thing actually happened, despite what anybody might think or what people might see that it actually happens sexual violence happens and it happens in sexual violence in conflict i mean it happens and it happens and you find it in every 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 scenario where there's conflict it actually happens and they just create an awareness about it and also to you know try to call on people to you know work towards eliminating this sexual violence and conflict so um sexual sexual related um sexual related violence um in conflicts you know it's it's it refers to you know rape um sexual slavery, forced prostitution um forced pregnancy um forced abortion and so on um, and so forth and you know it can be perpetrated against women um girls or boys um that is directly or indirectly you know re- linked to a conflict so actually it is it is used as a tactic of war and it is a despicable tactic of war that has been used you know it has been. it is an age-long um tactic of war that you know these people use you know they are the ones with the actually the ones people with the arms they use it against the vulnerables because they know that they don't have a choice than to you know do their bidings so they you know they try to use their their power as at that time to force people so it's a tactic of war and it's you know it destroys life and um it destroys life It you know terrorizes the population it fractures communities and causes a lot of problems for the victims of um of the sexual violence and the very sad thing about it is that in fact 99.9 percent of the time the perpetrators walk away free they are never caught because this sexual this sexual violence and conflict is like it's it's like something that doesn't happen but it happens you know that kind of thing that happens but nobody actually talks about it, it is, it's 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 something that happens that nobody says about this It is the most silenced and you know the least con and the least condemned crime that happens everywhere that there is conflict. Take for example in Ukraine, it's happening there, right? It's happening in Ukraine in, in this war. Um Tigri, that is the northern part of Ethiopia, where I, I think if you go if you listen to my podcast, you know I made an episode about the um Ethiopian Tigri crisis I brought political analyst an african political analyst you know talk about it um yeah it's happening there also um it's happening in different countries in syria different countries where conflicts are are you know prevalent in this this sexual violence against the vulnerables is actually you know happening there and it is it is it is a very brutal fact very brutal thing that is silence nobody talks about these things and you know it's it's just always it remains a brutal reality actually it remains a brutal reality it is actually happening and people need to know that this thing is happening it's not just a figment of imagination or that the so-called people who are who are trying to you know call for the elimination who are, who are taking actions to you know create awareness are just trying to form these things up they it actually happens, it happens in conflict, this is a brutal reality that we need to just take it, just take it as reality, just, that is, this is what the episode, this episode is for, to let you know that this thing actually happens and take it as what it is, it is sexual violence and conflict and it happens, notwithstanding what you might think, it is not a figment of imagination, nobody will sit down and think of something this despicable, it happens, and you know it remains a widespread and prevalent it, it's very prevalent during armed conflicts and other you know situations of violence and as well as well as in detention also people are in detention, this thing happens also. And you know it has it happens in different contexts that is in rape as in rape, forced labor, prostitution, sexual slavery, and so on. and it has serious humanitarian consequences. and that is why. Um, 19th of june is marked as international day for the elimination of sexual violence in conflict and um according to the inter- um, international committee of the red cross you know they like listed out five um things that five things five things that people should know about um sexual violence in conflict zones and when i read it I, I i saw that it actually captures almost everything that this sexual violence um is what it is about and you know the scope and everything about it and i thought to you know come here and share it with you guys as far that is what i'm supposed that is what i do to give you guys the gist and give you guys um insights about these things so the first um thing on the list here is um sexual violence is actually a war crime because it is condemned under international humanitarian law which is under international um and non-international armed conflict laws international it is it is it is prohibited under international humanitarian law rape and other forms of sexual violence is prohibited so it is actually a war crime because for people that listen to my podcast as i'm talking about these things i'm talking about war crime talking about this things, you're supposed to be getting already because i've actually already spoken about these things before you can go back to the episode i think that should be episode eight seven or eight thereabouts. i can't really place it you can go back and check i spoke about international law briefly but i majored on war crimes crimes against humanity um, aggression genocide and so um so because it's it's constituted as war crime because the statute of the criminal courts international criminal courts actually includes rape and some other forms of sexual violence in the list of war crimes if you're following instagram so this is also on the instagram page and in the list of acts that constitute against crimes against humanity rape and other forms of sexual violence is also included in the list that that, that in the list that describes war crime in the list that describes crimes against humanity and this is when it is committed as a part of a widespread or well, systematic attack directly directed against any you know civilian population, um, rape and other forms of sexual violence can also be con- can also constitute um, part of international crimes when you know they are committed under some specific circumstances. Um, for example, the crime of torture or you know genocide. Do you get me now? Do you get me now, you guys? Do you guys understand why I said um, sexual violence is actually war crime? Because why is it war crime? To put simply, all this I've said is that because the least Created by an International Court of Justice, you know, they're always clamoring for um, most especially the most grievous crime to them. Um, war crimes, crimes against humanity, ag- a crime of aggression, genocide. So the list they've made that comprises of what war crimes are, rape and other forms of sexual violence are included. The list they com- that they, they combine together for crimes against humanity, what you know is what comprises of crimes against humanity, rape and other forms of sexual. Violence is included. That this is why we can say that um, sexual violence in conflicts is also a war crime, and not to forget that this list I'm giving to you is from Inter- um, International Committee of Red Cross. I'd seen the five things that they, they you know at listed in an article, and I thought to come share with you guys and you know explain better because I felt like it's 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 just captures everything that sexual violence is all about. Um. So the second on the list is sexual violence is is predictable and it is preventable yes it is um i know that individual armed actors that is the perpetrators um and you know it can be prevented how can it be prevented we have to strengthen our determination to learn about these things I you know to set positive examples and also to hold accountable those who engage in these practices you know to so the, the possible examples we're talking about is know about these things know that this thing is actually is actually a crime it's actually bad just so that it's, it's not just good against your fellow human most of these people they i won't say they do it from ignorance i don't want to see i don't want to put it like that that they do it from ignorance because they actually know what they are doing yes they actually know what they are doing they're they are just wielding power because they are with the they are with arms. They are within power over the vulnerable, over the victims, cause they know that they are powerless at that time, and you can do them nothing. And they use it as a tactic to you know create fear in the population. So a, a way to prevent it is actually to show positive example. You as um, a soldier, a military person, a peacekeeping force that goes to a country to you know try to to keep peace in in a war zone, don't do it. Set a positive example. That is why informations are out there and podcasts like this is also create is also created. It's to share information to make you guys know about this thing and to you know understand it better. Go when you go for peacekeeping and you just go as a part of volunteers and, and don't just do it. Don't do it because don't do it because you have the power to do it and you can do it and you're vulnerable and you just do it because if I don't if you don't do if if they don't allow you, you you deprive them of something that is going to aid their surviving or aid of su- the the survival of their family is very wrong set good examples this is why podcasts like this is being created and you know a day like june 19 a whole day like that is being you know celebrated internationally to create awareness about this thing and also the perpetrators should be held accountable because they've there's not actually been a let you know permit me to use this word scapegoats there's not actually been a scapegoat so i people people they still do it because nobody has been caught and you know punished like seriously for it so people think they can do do it and get away with it and of course who are the victims vulnerable people refugees people running away from their what communities and who, who do they want to report to which authority are they going to call on to and you know sexual violence occurring in armed conflict it, it can be committed in dif- committed for different reasons um for example for policy purpose you know strategy of war trying that is why he said it is it is an age-long tactic of war it can be because of strategy purpose strategy of war that is policy purposes it can be also to you know for fear and for private reasons and it is mostly for private reasons it's 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 i see it as as something that it depends on it is not resting on the kind of person the perpetrator is it shows the kind of person the kind of human that perpetrator is actually yeah i, I don't know if it seems like i'm going personal with this i'm going very emotional with this which it is a very painful thing and the fact that nobody says anything about it and there's just silence. There's just. There's just silence about it. Everybody. Some people. Most people know it's. It's going on, but nobody wants to see anything about it, because the people that this thing happens to are vulnerable. They are victims. They are people that they don't have anyone to call to. They don't have anybody to report to. They are. They are homeless people. They are hungry people. That is why nobody actually really just see anything about this. But a perpetrator has to be caught and made a scapegoat for the rest of people of the people that you know do this thing and yes it's happens mostly for private reasons it shows the kind of person that the perpetrator is really and most times um, we've heard stories ed emphasis on ed <laughs> so nobody would be accountable for what i'm saying <laughs> but we've heard stories of volunteers of people who have gone for peacekeeping missions who in in <laughs> this is very sad when in, in turn to for food to food that you're supposed to give these people they owe it back and you know tell the the young girls or the women that they have to sleep with them first before they give them the food and you know women most especially even some men too they go through this yes and boys but mostly it's it happens to women and men and girls because you know they're deemed to the vulnerables and they they actually say they want to sleep with the girls or sleep with the women before they can give them the food and you know people like that who are, who are hungry and they need willing to feed their family families sorry go through go to any extent to provide food for their families and you just have to give in. That's that is sexual violence actually and emphasis on ed. We've heard stories about that and also I have a story of a Liberian woman who I met in Nigeria here and um, I had a very personal like contact with her. We had spoken and you know stayed in, in the same space for months and she she was giving us the gist about the Liberian civil war and how she had suffered with her mother and her siblings and how her father died in the hospital that um, you know the brigaders had gone to and she was just saying that because of she was already because of her um, body stature and her beauty she was a target for rape and at a point. Her mother had to rub um something, rub the kind of stuff stuff in the bush on her body. So when she when she's passing, it she appears like she has she had gotten a disease, a skin disease from the fight and everything. So they would leave her, and she made an encounter of the time they almost raped her. In fact, it was it was a mother that had to beg and a lot of things, and she just she was just saying those things that I just looked into her eyes and I'm like you've gone through a lot and the thing about this thing is it tells on the victims they never forget this thing it breaks the victims it destroys most of them that's why I say it destroys life lives, it destroys most of the victims and the fact that the people that did those things were never caught or brought to book is another thing entirely so they're just just gone through um, such in fact brutal experience and the people that did it are not being punished for it that is really something and the the third thing on the um list is that women are always affected and men and people of other sexual identities too are also targeted so it is safe to it is very convenient like to know that Women and girls are not the only victims, um, although they are the ones that are mostly being targeted um by sexual violence. And you can see also that boys in are also at risk in such kind of um in when it comes to um, sexual violence and conflict also, they're being trafficked for different things, they're being abused, um, they are being used as the, some of them are being sexually abused some fiscally abused being used as slaves some of them are being trafficked for purposes of sexual sexual exploitation um and also it, also it is prohibited under the international humanitarian law So we should know that when we're talking about um, sexual violence and conflict, it is not a scope that is covering only women and girls. It happens to boys, it happens to men also, and people of other sexual identities. It happens to them also, and they are also being targeted because they are deemed vulnerable at that point in time. And, you know, they don't have any power to fight back. And these perpetrators in arms, you know, do do whatsoever they like to them. So the fourth thing on the list is um, sexual violence is an invisible phenomenon, and this is what I've said. It happens, but it seems like it doesn't happen, and it still continues to be an invisible phenomenon. But, you know, and there are also very few victims that actually come forward for help, come forward for help um, to get care and also to get justice because of the culture of shame and guilt and you know as spite it it is deemed a taboo the fear of taboo and you know their cultural punishing them for coming forward to speak about something like that like they've broken the rule of they've broken some kind of sacred rule um and they've brought disgrace to the culture they brought disgrace to the society or the community in which they belong to which i find very annoying i'm sorry if this is going to upset some people but i find it very annoying i'd watch a movie i'm sorry and let me just digress a bit i'd watch a movie and this girl was raped by someone she had gotten home and she told her mother about it and the mother asked her to keep quiet about it i'm like why she was raped she didn't rape herself somebody raped her she's the victim in this Why should she keep quiet for shame and i don't know i felt like should she be ashamed that she was raped? It was not her fault that she was raped. The person who raped her should be the one who should be guilty, should feel guilty, and should be ashamed. She had gone also to meet her fiance to talk about it, and she was begging. And I'm like, I was just yelling on my seat, like, why are you begging him? You were raped. Like, why are you begging him? Why? Why? For what? He's supposed to be begging you. He's supposed to tell you sorry because you were raped. And you didn't rape yourself. And you didn't do that to yourself. No one would ever wish that on themselves. You didn't wish it to yourself. You didn't choose for it to happen. But it has happened. You need all the care in the world. You need everybody around you to support you. You need everybody around you to care for you. And to help you find justice. And not to blame you for being the victim. I don't know. That culture really needs to go. Yes, it does need to go because it's causing more problems than help. It is not making people who are going through these things to come out to speak up because they're scared of the community, scared of shame and guilt. The person who is supposed to be guilty and supposed to be ashamed is the perpetrator, not the victim. Yes, it's not going to be easy. No, it won't. It's not easy. It's not going to be. But never... Ever. And this is for people who has gone through um, rape or any kind of sexual violence. Never, ever, ever should you feel ashamed. Never, ever, ever should you feel guilty. It is not your fault. You didn't choose for it to happen. You didn't want it to happen. You would never wish that on yourself. Talk less of your enemy. You know, you would never wish that on your enemy. Talk less of yourself, sorry. You didn't wish for it to happen. You didn't want for it to happen. But it happened. You are not guilty you are not to be ashamed the perpetrator is want to be ashamed and the perpetrator is one to feel guilty about it take that it's not going to be easy like i've said no nah, it's not going to be easy but take that as a mantra and just keep repeating to yourself i am not guilty i am not ashamed it is not my fault i never chose for it to happen the perpetrator should feel guilty you should feel ashamed i am all and look for all the care in the world try to get help for yourself it's very important to yes this is like an eating message to people that happened. i love you you can reach out also and we try to do anything we can on our own end to help you hmm. so going back to um sexual violence being an invisible phenomenon so we know that it can be overlooked or not you know properly documented or reported um even in statistics even in 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 articles and oh it is not if you go read just now that i think people are really really talking about and people trying to do something about it if you're going to read something about it before it will just be in it they would make mention of it but not really really do break it down and explain to it as it is now um apart from the physical and psychological health consequences that sexual violence you know in conflict brings um there are also social consequences which can be very dramatic um it can force the victim into isolation due to you know shame and stigma and this can actually lead to various it can also lead to economic consequences you know family links will broken social links will broken because of shame and trying to preserve some kind of um dignity in court and some of some of these victims are will be left with nothing some of them will just be stigmatized isolated and disowned from their family and you know victim blaming also um, that's why it's 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 a lot it's a lot um, you know during an armed conflict also or in other situations of violence the victims and the survivors they actually face Um, different kind of obstacles also in trying to disclose this violence. In fact, there's a breakdown of infrastructure as at that time. There is nobody to report to because everything everywhere is in chaos. There is roadblocks. There are roadblocks, I mean. Um, Health facilities are being targeted. You know, there's interruption of survival-centered services. Community-based protection mechanisms are disrupted. You know, you know drivers of sexual and gender based violence things that just you know drive up this kind of yeah, sexual based violence um sexual based sorry sexual based violence yeah, and conflicts are just happening things there's nobody to report to so most of the time the victims just keep to themselves and this thing is something that actually I pu- I just it, it doesn't get as much publicity as it should because it's a very crazy thing. It's a very very terrible thing that happens during in fact the smallest kind of conflict it is going to happen there's nothing we can do about it but let people it's the we can just let people know about it and work towards bringing up solutions recommendations and trying to eliminate these things you know all these factors that I listed before the breakdown infrastructure directions um, of survival centered services and all they you know this these things they impede um, the victims or survivors, you know, from getting access to medical treatment, getting access to legal and forensic services, um, psychological and psychosocial support, protection services, and that kind of assistance that they should get as at that time. Um, for the last one on the list, yeah, it says the consequences of sexual based violence they are multiple and they are long lasting, it never leaves the victims and survivors no matter how much help they get they still remember and it still hurts them yes um a person's you know physical psychological and social well-being is being affected by this um and it follows them so throughout all their stages in life it also affects their families affects the community they come from um the society that they come from you know these physical um consequences that can result from sexual violence and conflict includes deaths includes um physical injuries includes the pain coming from the violence the physical violence they've gotten sexually transmitted infections pregnancies some infertility because of how they have been you know rough mishandled, just treated anyhow it could lead to infertility no higher I, I rate of um getting disease and other kind of health problems that you can actually really do think of that can just follow that is like some of the physical consequences these are the things that can that you are even seeing that we are you are seeing the um symptoms too Fis- physical consequences of sexual violence and um, the longer term consequences the con- that is person's dignity sorry it seems like i'm just trying to find my words i don't know um it's it's a very upsetting thing i don't know i just have i'm feeling very somehow but i'm going to be very professional from now sorry guys um the longer consequence long term longer term consequences sorry um it's the impact it has on the person's dignity um issues with Urinary, their urinary tracts, persistent bleeding, you know, affecting all aspects of their lives, including capacity to work and to provide, you know, for their families. Um, this also comprises of the male victims and survivors. There is also pregnancy resulting from rape, you know, in young girls, adolescents, and young girls, and also women with disabilities and in fact some of the victims the survival they may contend with potentially you know unsafe abortion because they want to get rid of the pregnancy they got gotten from the rape and you know could lead to death or lead to some other kind of health problems that they would nurse for the rest of their lives, some of them end up using their womb, some of them end up just having something that they would just, it's just like a mark that they would always just remember that particular thing and had let what I let it and these are the things and also not even to talk about the mental um, impact that it has on the victims and survivors. And the international community for Cross, you know, for example, has found that twenty three percent of all patients receiving mental health and psychosocial support through its activities and we reported distress, noted rape as an experience and key factor in their distress or anxiety. So you see that sexual violence in conflict is a brutal reality. It's something that is happening. It happens in every every community, every zone where there is conflict, where there is war. It's something that happens and we really need to come together, try to find solutions to this particular problem and we know that it is it is it is was oldest and most silenced and the least condemned crime it is used as it means as a tactic by the um, perpetrators to you know create fear in the population and you know to cause other mostly cause other problems and it is very bad very wrong I hope you guys <laughs> enjoyed this episode. Yes, I do hope you've enjoyed and you've learned a thing or two and you do know um that there is something really called sexual violence and conflict and it actually happens and um in our own capacity we we'll try to you know find groups or when you see um content online by the United Nations, international criminal Court. Uh, you know trying to campaign create awareness about this thing you do repost their flyers repost, and you just try to also help in any way you can these things you do the little reposting goes a very long way in trying to get people to know about this thing i you know and that is also the f- when people know about it when everyone do know about it Gets it makes the work easier in trying to you know eliminate this thing thank you guys for listening to the podcast oh my god this this podcast is longer than i expected it to be there was a lot of things to talk about um so thank you guys for listening to the end thank you very much i do really appreciate the like and the shares on former episodes you can still go back to listen to all the the other episodes they'll give you insightful things i know that i'd seen the reviews from the last um, episode and people were very content very satisfied with the content that we brought to you you know trying to make people in fact it was it was overwhelming getting the messages i was so happy that okay yes we're actually really doing something good and we're really really yes we're achieving what we we set out to actually achieve from the inception thank you guys for listening to the podcast please do leave your favorite podcast a review on apple podcast and um, share to your friends and families let them know about this thing also and also, don't forget that Global Affairs Talk is on different podcasting platforms. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, it's on Spotify, it's on Amazon Music, it's on Overcast. Just type in. And guys, I've told you before, we're working on something beautiful, and when it is ready, we're going to let you guys know. I'm going to, you know, we're going to be celebrating every milestone with you guys. You rock. You guys are the best. You guys are the realest, and. Love you guys so much. I, Ewa the host, I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for sticking with the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And until next week when we'll be giving you yet another insightful content about global happenings. Yes, don't forget this is Global Affairs Talk where we talk about different international issues, things that are happening that we don't even know about, that we don't even have an insight about. This is why we are here to explain this thing to you and make people understand this thing and also to make people get involved in this thing. This is not for the imposer alone. It is not for it is not for the people that that have studied international relations. It's not for people that you seem to be learning. Everybody we need to come together to you know tackle these problems. The little way you can those small that small thing you can do it goes a very long way. Thank you guys is still your girl Ewa Lua from Global Affairs Talk till i see you guys next week where we'll be having yet another beautiful episode and hopefully we'll be having a guest with us till i see you guys next week bye and stay good love you